to see you. My name's Derek. I'm one of the leaders here at Ebby, and uh, it's a real privilege to take this place just to share with you some of the things that um, I've been thinking about alongside vision, and specifically our vision as a church. You may or may not know this, but most companies, especially corporates, generally have a form of words to capture what their vision is. They might refer to that as their vision or their purpose, but some succinct form of words, generally fairly short, to basically say, this is what we are all about as a company. And I just wonder how well companies and corporates actually fulfill their vision and their purpose. How obvious is it to us that that is their vision if we go to them? I'm going to just mention a few and I want to see if you can guess from their vision, their purpose, who they are. Here's one for you. We want to be Earth's most customer-centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. Amazon. Is it that obvious? Does that mean they're fulfilling that vision quite well if you were so sure that that was their vision? How about this one? We want to unleash the beauty of sustainable mobility. Tesla is a good answer, but not correct. There's at least one person here who should know this. I'm convinced of that. It's Audi. Just saying. What about this one? We want to provide access to the world's information in one click. Google. We want to become the best global entertainment distribution service. Netflix. We want to provide easy and convenient mobility, improving quality of life by connecting people and communities. First, first group. Correct. Yes. Last one then. We want to help people and businesses throughout the world realize their full potential. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's a hard one, because isn't it a little bit generic? It's actually Microsoft. But it's kind of a little bit vague, a little bit general. It could be anyone's vision, in a sense. I mean, maybe I've picked out some obvious big names 
there. And I guess you could argue, are they fulfilling their purpose well, or are they just describing what they do? And it's a little bit obvious, really. Um, But it's just begging the question about vision. And I just wonder how easily you recognize the company and what that meant to you. You know, you, you use their services, so you're aware of them. Uh, their vision fits what they do, so that works. But I wonder what we really mean by vision. Because when a group of people gets together, it's normally because they do have a common purpose. They have a reason to gather together. And in our wider community, across the geographical part of Bristol where we are here, there is a massive group of people who get together very regularly with a common purpose. They meet just down the road from us, and they meet at the football stadium. Because together, they generally support Bristol Rovers. (laughs) it looks massive to me and they are cheering their team on to win the game so when Rovers scores a goal those football (laughs) I haven't even got to the jokes yet When Rovers score a goal, which they often do, those football supporters instantly and loudly join together with one voice. And they declare to everyone around them, we've just scored a goal. Two weeks ago on the Saturday, Andrew and I were gardening. We live in Filton. It's quite away from the stadium. And we heard this cheer. And straight away, we looked at each other. Oh, Rovers have just scored. So, amongst that massive group of people, I believe that there are a lot of optimists who have a vision, a dream. They've imagined in their mind Bristol Rovers holding high the FA Cup. (laughs) And that's the dream. That's the vision. And that's why we're together to support them and... I think there's something about vision that speaks of a common purpose, an agreed aim, and a picture in the mind of a reality that you want to see. And we are a group of people, not quite the size perhaps as meet at the Memorial Stadium, but we are a group of people and we're together with a common purpose and agreed aim. And I think we have a picture in our mind of a reality that we want to see. We're dreaming of it. We're thinking about it. We're planning for it. And we're seeing it. But we want the reality. A consultant uh, who helps people develop their potential said this, Thoughts become things. If you see it in your mind, you will hold it in your hand. And when I read that, my thought went immediately 
to the Bible, and specifically to Ephesians, when Paul wrote to the Christians at Ephesus, and he said this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And I've emphasized two words, what he can do that we have imagined. And in fact, he can do even more than that. We're dreaming, we're imagining, we're thinking of a reality that we want to see. And it it becomes embracing, it becomes consuming. It's our vision, it's our aim, it's our purpose. And I believe that with the power of God, through his Holy Spirit, we even sang those words together, that same power that is at work in us. The word that is spoken and the dream that is in the heart and the mind can become a reality. I mean, do you believe that? That the thought, the dream, the imagining of a better reality can actually happen. That God can do it. If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. I think that's something we're going to have to grapple with. It's all here. It's, It's dreams. It's imaginations. It's a wish list. But I want to hold it tangibly in my hand. I want the dream to become a reality. And I'm just framing that little description around vision. That our vision together as a church is like that. We're we're dreaming of a reality of something we want to see happen. And as a church in common with loads of churches, we have our own form of words. To describe our vision, our vision statement, if you like. It's a reality we want to see happen. It it captures our purpose. It's an aim that all of us can share. And a lot of you here, you'll know what that vision is. You don't even need me to tell you. I think even now you're probably thinking to yourself, now what is that form of words? What, what, what is it? I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue, um, but, but what is the church vision for, for Ebby? I mean, is it coming to mind at all? Are you thinking, I know it. I should know it. Continually reproducing the life of Jesus. Now, we've had this vision, this form of words, for a long time now. And to be honest, when you have the same form of words, oh, I don't know, you get a little bit bored, don't you? A little bit tired, a little bit weary. This is an inspirational talk, isn't it? (laughs) No. Can I tell you about me? (laughs) I'm not tired of that in any shape or form. I'm not bored with that. I love that. I loved it when we had it at the start. 
I've loved it over the years that we've been working to that vision. And I love it that as leaders in this church, we have reaffirmed this is our vision to continually reproduce the life of Jesus. And I'm not bored with it. I'm not fed up with it. I love it. Because that tells me the best thing that we want to see. And that is Jesus being reproduced in so many different ways. I find that helpful to me in what I do and how I pray and how I serve. It's there in front of me. It's there like an umbrella over me. And for me, and I think for us together, it's an agreed purpose. It's the vision that we have in our sights, in our minds, that we want to see a reality. And this is what keeps us together. It's what keeps us going. It keeps us focused and it keeps us motivated. You may not be aware of the story, but you may remember the conversation between Alice, as in Alice in Wonderland, and the Cheshire Cat. The conversation goes like this. Alice says, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? The cat replies, well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Alice replies, I don't much care where. And the cat replies, then it doesn't really matter which way you go. I think it does matter. Knowing where you're aiming to go, that then formulates the journey, if you like. When we know where we want to go, that does dictate the, the journey. We know the direction to travel. We know the best routes to take. We know even the best means of transportation. And we will know when we have reached our destination by knowing where we're going. And therefore, what is the best journey? Or maybe there's a a few different ways of getting there. There's no best journey. That's a good journey. That's a good journey. But the destination is there. And I think we've got that flexibility too. I read this. If people are not focused on the common goal and are all doing their own thing because of a lack of clarity of vision, you have a tough time getting to the promised land. There's some truth in that. If everyone's just doing their own thing aimlessly, wandering around, not sure what the aim is, where the journey is, what the destination should be, just doing our own thing, then it's going to be tough getting to the good place where we want to be, the promised land. For us, the vision is Jesus and reproducing him. I want to ask you this question that I've been asking myself these last few weeks, thinking about this morning, because this is one of our vision-sharing Sundays. And that is this. 
for each and every one of you who are a part of the church family. And if you're visitors and guests from other churches, think of it in your own context. If you're not a Christian, think of it in terms of your own life, if you like. But what you do in the life of this community, this church, how you serve, what you do, where you volunteer, where you give your time and your energy... Is it serving this vision? Just think about that for a moment. Where you're serving in the life of this church. Is it contributing to that vision? Because that's the question that we should ask ourselves to be honest every day. In what we're doing. Are we reproducing the life of Jesus by going there and doing this? And doing all the many things that we do together as a church. And we have to be honest. We have to challenge ourselves about that. I want to read to you from the Gospel of John, chapter 14. For Christians, the Bible is such a precious book. And this is just one book within the Bible. John, in his account of the life of Jesus... He tells us this, it's, it's words that Jesus spoke. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way. To the place where I am going. And at this point, Thomas, one of the followers of Jesus, speaks up. Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? I don't know if Jesus sighed at that moment. Or if there was a little frustration... A little wondering, Thomas, really? Was there that thought, Thomas, you've been with me this long and you still don't get this. But Jesus doesn't express that as far as we know. And Jesus answered to Thomas, but I think others were listening in. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And already I'm looking at that conversation that Jesus is having with his followers and thinking, although this is the vision, the vision is Jesus and reproducing continually his life in all sorts of ways. But in a sense, he is also the journey. He's also the way. And that challenges me because then I, I've got to think about what I do. And is Jesus in the middle of the journey? He's not just the aim and, and a destination. He's with me along the way. He's journeying with me. And do I sense the presence of Jesus and the power of the Spirit in what we do? And there are four key words I'm going to very briefly describe to you what I see in these four words. In our vision statements, continually reproducing life, Jesus. Continually. Look, 
as a local church in this community where we are, and we serve Hallfield and Loch Lees and Southmead and Filton and Manor Farm and, and all the areas around where we are, we are here for the long haul. We're going to continually be here and do what we do. We're going to keep on. We're going to keep on helping, keep on loving. We're going to keep on serving and keep on worshipping. And if you do a little word study through the Bible, the word continually is a Bible word. 1 Thessalonians, we continually remember before our God and Father your work, your labor, and your endurance. That was a word of encouragement, but we do it continually, all the time. We also thank God continually. Our thankfulness and our praise is a continuation of who we are and what we do. We pray continually. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. In 15 years' time, most of us aren't thinking anywhere near that far ahead. In 15 years' time, Ebenezer Church building will be 100 years old. And boy, does it look it. In 15 years' time, I don't know if I'm going to still be around or around here. In 15 years' time, you don't know either whether you're still going to be around or around here. But I am convinced that Ebby will be. Can you believe that? 15 years' time, we're still we. The church, the body of people that Ebby really is. And the building is just a, a picture of here we are, <laughs> that's all. But we're going to still be here. I may not be and you may not be, but we will be. That's a vision to hold on to, isn't it? That the church will still be in this community, serving God, worshipping him. Reproducing. Now that's about creativity. That's about giving away what we've received. This is about being disciples and making disciples. There is no accident in the words that Jesus chooses when he gives his great commission to the church. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I want you to make disciples of Jesus, to make disciples of me. This is Jesus telling us. I want you to continually reproduce me. And that's through people. And that is... That's the vision. Life. Reproducing the life. This, this is about life. It's, it's about light and love. It's about life in abundance. It's about eternal life. It's about wholeness. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. I've come into the world as a light 
so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Life, this is about life. It should be quite exciting and motivating. This is about life. Continually reproducing the life of Jesus. And here is the culmination, the pinnacle. This is the end game. This is the ultimate destination of the journey. It is Jesus. It really is all about him. It always was. It always will be. And this is our vision in both senses of the word. It is a purpose. It's an aim. It's a vision ahead of us that we're aiming for. But it's also about what is in our sight. Vision is about seeing. And it's about what we see and what we see in our minds. And it's Jesus. And that's why we're encouraged. And the Bible again would say, look, fix your eyes on Jesus. That's Hebrews 12. But earlier in Hebrews 3, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Let's fix our thoughts and our eyes on him. And this is the pinnacle of it all. This is the centerpiece. It's him. When did I lose that? When did I forget that? In the mess and the brokenness and the struggling that comes along the way as well. When did I forget? It was all about him. And this has been all about our vision as a church, capturing that vision in a simple and short expression as we have right in front of us on these two screens. But vision has to be accompanied by mission. Activity, being, doing, working. This is what James was alluding to. And again, I'm referring to the Bible here where James says, look, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action wow it's dead isn't it i will show you my faith by what i do and there's a sense that we can have the vision we can have the words we can have the purpose and the aim and and that then has to create a journey it's the mission of what we do and who we are it's about being and doing James was right but a matter of trusting in Jesus is also a matter of faith but we've got to do we've got to be and I wonder if you'd agree with this vision without action is just a daydream action without vision is just a nightmare there's some truth in that because we need both our vision is accompanied by our mission and our vision of continually reproducing the life of Jesus And you can look at this for yourself. On your seat, there should be a little laminated wallet-sized card. This is for you to take home, keep. Please, put it in your wallet, your purse, your bag, your pocket, and carry it around with you wherever you go. I'm just asking you to do that. I'm going to do that. Because then every day I'm remembering I'm part of a wonderful community here that is seeking to serve and worship Jesus. And this is what it's about, continually reproducing 
the life of Jesus. And the descriptors are there. Discover. We love Jesus. We want to help people find and follow Jesus. Are you up for that one? I am desperate, actually, to see people following Jesus, finding him. Don't see it enough. Goodness, that's in my sights. Family. We love each other. Do we? (laughs) We pray, worship and learn. So that together we become more like Jesus. Serve. We follow Jesus' example. We give our time, our skills and our resources generously. And lastly, transform. We partner with others. We actively engage with our communities, our city, and our world to show Jesus' love and tackle issues of injustice. Look, right now I'm signing up to this. This is what being part of this church is all about. It's that vision. And here is a little bit of the mission. This is how I'm going to do it. I want people to find Jesus and discover him. I want to be family and loving you and praying for you. I want to serve God in all that I do. I want to see transformation, to see the kingdom of God come. I want injustice to be broken, chains of imprisonment to be smashed. I want to see people free. I want to see them healed. I want to see them whole. I want human traffic to stop. I want arguments in the political realms to stop and for people to care and to work together. And I'm signing up to this now. So that's going in my pocket right now. But it's a tall order, isn't it? How on earth am I going to do this? Except on the back of the card... We believe that Jesus is real, that he changes our lives, that we become more like him as we get to know him better. Oh my goodness, this is, this is becoming a prayer, isn't it? I believe, Jesus, you're real. You should be changing my life. I want that. I want to be more like you. I want to get to know you better, Jesus. And I want to share that with my friends, my family, the communities that I am a part of. And I can't do it on my own. So I'm going to trust you, God. I will learn from the Bible. And I will depend on the Holy Spirit to keep filling me up so that I can be more like Jesus. I mean, that's describing, but do you know that's a prayer, isn't it? Oh, I hope that's your prayer. It's my prayer. I've taken that home. I'm going to put that in my wallet because generally I've got my wallet with me. Not a lot in it, to be honest. But that will be there. Our vision as a church is rooted firmly within a biblical and Jesus-given framework. We have to do our part. We've got to do what we can. And we must do what the Holy Spirit tells us to as well. We have to give our vision legs. (laughs) Our vision sets the destination. Our mission sets the journey. 
And next week, Vision Part 2 on Sunday morning, we'll explain some of the areas of our mission where we're going to focus together as a church. Of course, I'm desperate to start sharing that now, but why spoil the surprise of next Sunday? Hey, So I'm not going to mention any of that. But next Sunday, we want to go into a little more depth of the focus we're going to have that will fulfill that vision, and it will be the mission that we're working to together. But we're going to worship God And we'll pray, and we're going to share communion. If you love Jesus, please do share communion with us. I'm going to pray and give thanks for the bread and for the cup that remind us of Jesus, his death on the cross, body broken, bloodshed. And for me, as I take this bread and as I take this cup, I always do the thing that Jesus told us to do, is I will remember him. But I'm also just going to recommit to the vision of continually reproducing the life of Jesus. I'm inviting every one of you to sign up to this vision, to carry on and to keep on with us, to remain part of this family, part of this community, to serve where you can, and to make sure that that is guiding you in what you do. If what you do is not fulfilling that, you've got to work out, well, what is it doing? Really? What is the purpose of that thing if it's not achieving this? Lord Jesus, we commit ourselves all over again to you. We want to see your life reproduced in us, in me, in this church, in this community, in this city, in this world. Jesus, when you gave your body upon a cross, you did so with a massive vision in mind to save us, to rescue us, to heal us, to bring us back to Father God and to say, look, this is what the kingdom of God is like. It's giving yourself serve others and Jesus we reaffirm our commitment to you first and foremost before anything else I commit to following you but I commit with my brothers and sisters my friends my family here today that would do it together as well 